Morning prayer starts on page three. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Moving to page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Venite Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 73 begins on page 428. God is loving unto Israel, even unto such as of, of a clean heart. Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone. My treadings had high, well high slipped. And why I was grieved at the wicked, I do also see the ungodly in such prosperity. For they are in no peril of death, but are lusty and strong. They come in no misfortune like other folk, neither are they plagued like other men. And this is the cause that they are so holden with pride, and cruelty covereth them like a garment. Their eyes swell with fatness, and they do even what they lust. They corrupt other, and speak of wicked blasphemy. Their talking is against the Most High. For they stretch forth their mouth unto the heaven, and their tongues goeth through the world. Therefore fall the people unto them, and thereout suck they no small advantage. Hush, say they, how should God perceive it? Is there any knowledge in the Most High? Lo, these are the ungodly. These prosper in the world, and these have riches and possessions. And I said, Then have I cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. All the day long have I been punished, and chastised every morning. Yea, and I had almost said, Even as they, but lo, then I should have condemned the generation of thy children. Then thought I to understand this, but it was too hard for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understand I the end of these men. Namely, how thou doest set them in slippery places, 
and cast them down and destroyest them. Oh, how suddenly do they consume, perish, and come to a fearful end. Yea, even like a dream when one awaketh, so shalt thou make their image to vanish out of the city. Thus my heart was grieved, and it went even through my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, even as it were a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I always by I am always by thee, for thou hast holden me by thy right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and after that receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire in comparison of thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion for ever. For lo, they that forsake thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that are unfaithful unto thee. But it is good for me to holdest me fast by God, to put my trust in the Lord God, and to speak of all thy works in the gates of the daughter of Zion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the second book of Samuel. When Saul's son heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost heart, and all Israel was troubled. Now Saul's son had two men who were captains of troops. The name of one was Baana, and the name of the other was Rechab. The sons of Rimmon, the Beerothite, and the children of Benjamin, for Beeroth also was part of Benjamin, because the Beerothites fled to Gitaim, and have been sojourners there until this day. Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened, as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Then the sons of Rimmon the Beerothite, Rechab and Baana, set out and came at about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, who was lying on his bed at noon. And they came there, all the way into the house, as though to get wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and Baana his brother escaped. For when they came into the house, he was lying on his bed in his bedroom. Then they struck him and killed him, beheaded him, and took his head, and were all night escaping through the plain. And they brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron, and said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. And the Lord has avenged my lord, the king this day, of Saul and his descendants. But David answered Rechab and Baana his brother, the sons of Rimmon, the Beerothite, and said to them, <coughs> As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from all adversity, when someone told me, saying, Look, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good news, I arrested him and had him executed in Ziklag, the one who thought I would give him a reward for his news. How much more, when wicked men have killed a righteous person in his own house on his bed? Therefore, shall I not now require his blood at your hand and remove you from the earth? So David commanded his young men, and they executed them, cut off their hands and feet, and hanged them by the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth, 
and buried it in the tomb of Abner in Hebron. Here endeth the first lesson. Together Benedictus S on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 22nd chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he promised and sought opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. So they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large, furnished upper room. There make ready. So they went and found it, just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. Here endeth the second lesson. on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who declarest thy almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace, that we, running the way of thy commandments, may obtain thy gracious promises, and be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's good to see you this morning. I, I'm kind of, um, I'm liking this, uh, the colic we have this week. It's asking us that as we running the way of the commandments may obtain thy gracious promises and made partakers of thy heavenly treasure. And that seems to be like a really good way to uh, pattern our lives is to run the way of the commandments and, and to look forward to receiving God's gracious uh, promises. And we see in our passages today, especially in, in Samuel, we see David's example shows us that we, we can obtain God's promises by waiting on God. And um, Saul's, Saul's son, Ishbosheth, he was an acorn that didn't fall far from the tree. I'm not sure about physically or, you know, whether he was a warrior or not. Um, but he is totally ruled by fear. And the, and the power of his second cousin was his dad's cousin, Abner, who was the commander of the armies of um, Israel. In um, Hebrew, Ishbosheth means man of shame. And he was also called Ezebael. In Hebrew, which means Baal exists or fire of Baal. So we kind of take from that that um, he wasn't really a, a faithful follower of God, but was uh, in, enmeshed in politics and scheming and conniving. And, and that's how he came to his throne, and, and that's how he left. 
So what happened, we read yesterday, <clears throat> Abner was the reason that uh, Esbosheth was was the king, but he accused Abner of sleeping with one of Saul's, uh, his father's concubines. And, and it may have been a false charge, because Abner, it makes sense, because Abner was um, was incensed by this charge and, and uh, decided, you know what, uh, David will be a better king than you. So he decided to go make peace with David and... Um, in, in the process, he was deceitfully killed, as Bishop said yesterday. Uh, um, Joab couldn't couldn't hold himself and, and for the good of the country and had to, um, you know, fulfill the family pledge to kill the one who killed his brother. So um, Ishbosheth lost any chance at the throne, and his only hold was through Abner. And I was reminded of a verse in Psalm 20, uh, verse 7, it's always touched me when we read that as we read through. But some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. So just a quick quick um, note, uh, mentions of one of Jonathan's sons, Mythbosheth. Myth, Myth and a little note on him, it said he was lame, but he's, he's noted here. And what we need to just remember that he's there, that he's a cripple. And we'll see, well, he'll pop up a little bit later in the story. So it's both um, trusted in political alliances, and um, so and, and uh, Abner didn't really like um, answering to Saul, his kind of weak son who was totally tied into uh, political intrigue, and so we became angry and and went to David, and um, and he actually said to Ishbosheth, "You're charging me about this woman," I, and so there's there's a thought maybe he did go in and didn't care and went into the concubine, but it seems like he took such offense that it's makes sense to me that he might not have. He was kind of, a, as David called him later at his, at his funeral, he was a prince of men. So in contrast, David continues to rely on God for deliverance. He said, as the Lord who lives has redeemed my life from all adversity. And we see a little crack that appears, um, you know, in David's kingdom. It's like a little, like a, one of those small windshield cracks that when the sun gets hot, it's all across the windshield. And it's um, one of the, the cracks is that um, Israel and Judah are not totally united, and there's a lot of tribal um, uh, tension, I guess you would say. So some of the tribes were also they, the leaders of the tribes would, would uh, get, pledge themselves to the king, and if they decided they weren't happy, then the tribe wasn't happy, and, and the king wouldn't have full support. So um, we see that... Um, in Luke, we see also that there's uh, political connivery and and um, and yeah, intrigue going on. Uh, the evangelist comments about Judas, evangelist John, in, in John 12, 5 through 6, that Judas spoke fine words about giving money to the poor, but the reality was not that he cared for the poor, but he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what he put into it. So um, there's always... When we're, I think maybe the lesson for us is no matter what we do, there's going to be people around that we don't have control over, and uh, we just have to um, have the attitude that God's in control, and we do our best, and that's all we can do. So some parallels between David and Jesus. We see the machination of this man working to accomplish God's plan for David to be king. David was waiting for God's deliverance, um, and in this case, um, they delivered the kingdom to to God, uh, they delivered the kingdom to David through the, the murder of uh, Mishbosheth, which David wasn't for, but it still brought him into being king. Um, so Jesus was also, they, they sought to kill um, 
you know, they did the political machinations and made David king, but they also wanted to kill, sought to kill Jesus. And so um, David entered Jerusalem and became king. And Jesus is entering Jerusalem to claim his kingdom. And so David becomes king with some glaring flaws. And later we'll read about his sexual desires. And he's surrounded by connivers and all the political intrigue. And Jesus is also surrounded by unproven men. And, and of course, the notorious conniver that we just mentioned, Judas. But something, something to remember about Jesus from his birth and his life. His kingdom never was or will be what the people wanted or expected. It is greater than they could even imagine. So the path to Jesus' kingdom was death and resurrection. And for we who believe the path remains the same. We die to sin in baptism, and we share in his resurrection in, in baptism as well. And because Jesus conquered sin and death, there will come a time when we pass through that door of physical death so that we can experience the physical resurrection and total unification with our Lord and Savior and obtain the greatest of all his gracious promises that we prayed for in the Collect. Well, let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thy unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship 
of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. Barb and Robert, thank you for helping out. Um, have a great day as we go forth and claim God's promises. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, Deacon Bob.